Welcome to the latest episode of Familiar Voices, a mini-series on the Ship Out Loud podcast where we amplify the voices of Hispanic leaders in STEM. In today's episode, we are so excited to feature Carlos Enyanche, a Chevron Global Maintenance Manager who has now won multiple Star Awards, recently being recognized with a Star Corporate Achievement Award. Carlos shares about his journey from South Central LA to a mechanical engineering degree from Cal Poly Pomona and starting his long career at Chevron. He also talks about his work with Chevron, the skills and lessons he's had to learn along the way, in addition to now giving back to SHIP by hiring students who were just like he was 21 years ago. So sit back, relax, and let's listen to Carlos Enyanche speak out loud. My name is Carlos Enyanche. I was born in Los Angeles, California. And my background, my family is from Mexico. That's from Mexico City. My mom from Sinaloa. Uh, they uh, migrated to the U.S. in the 70s, and I was lucky to born here in the U.S. Uh, Give me all the opportunities from the, as of a U.S. citizen. I, we grew up in L.A., South Central L.A. So the best thing that I told people about my childhood would be the movie Boys in the Hood. If you've seen that movie, it's very real to what um, <laughs> my childhood was like. And But I think my parents, my parents were pretty on me just to make sure that I stay on the right track. And my sisters too, I got three sisters as well. And I give them a, a lot of credit for keeping us straight and pointing us in the right direction. Currently I'm a, I'm a Chevron, I work with Chevron. I started there back in 2001, right out of high school. And in fact, I was uh, hired through SHIP, through the context I had to SHIP. Some other older SHIP students that, that were my friends, they got me a summer internship at Chevron. And then I've been there ever since. I started in El Segundo Refinery uh, in California. And from then I've been uh, 20 years later, 21 years now in the company. It's now an honor to be back in ship and try to hire back some, some students that, that were in my shoes back in 21 years ago. So uh, I'm just ex- excited to see. I, I, when I talk to students during the career fair, I just see myself there. And like, I was you, I was you. So you can do it as well. So, so I'm very, very happy about that. I graduated as a mechanical engineer, and now I do very little engineering. I'm a maintenance, global maintenance manager, so we um, address keeping our facilities running reliably, lowering our carbon footprint. At Chevron is a big emphasis, and um, the only way we could do it is we got a global. Uh, we're global, so we work in Kazakhstan, Angola, Nigeria, Venezuela, uh, and now all over the U.S. and offshore as well. So we got to keep our facility running reliably so that, um, that we'll be a good partner for the, the countries that we do business on and also for the cultures that we work with. Well, how I got involved in STEM, I think I credit to my older sister back in high school. She joined the club called Science Olympiad. That was my first exposure to engineering competitions, like building a bridge or, or a mousetrap vehicle. And at the point, at the time, it was my, my high school was in South Central LA, so we didn't get that much exposure, but we were winning. We were actually winning. And the first, first time that um, we got credit was when we won a, a popsicle stick competition and we came out in the LA Times. That was the first time that, um, that we were recognized. And, and that was pretty cool back then because of the high school coming out in the newspaper, we became more popular than the football students, than the football players. <laughs> it opened my eyes and, and, that I wanted to go into engineering. I discovered SHIP right around the time I graduated high school because at the time my, we, I didn't have enough funds to go to school. So I was either 
get in a university or go to the military. I was already being recruited heavily by the military. But what just happens that I did get into Cal Poly Pomona in California. So I got accepted to Cal Poly Pomona as an engineer, mechanical engineer. I didn't know how I was going to pay for it. That's why I was debating with joining the military or pursuing the career. But then I got a call from what they was called back then, MEP, Minority Engineering Program, that they had a, a scholarship from Toyota through SHIP, but the application was due the next day. So I had to drive from LA to Pomona and went to the, get the application. And back then it was through typewriter. And we filled it, I filled it out and turned it in. And luckily I was able to get that scholarship, which was a four year, $7,000 a year, plus an internship at Toyota. Uh, and that basically covered my whole studies as an undergrad. And, and that turns out that um, I was only one of two that applied. So when I tell people, students, younger students that are engineering, like, don't let any opportunity of that pass you out, pass it up, because that's, you don't know, you, you might be able to get those big scholarships that are out there. People are out there, go out there and get them. The worst thing that could happen is you end up where you're at. So it's only anything, only good would happen from that. And it happened to me, and that's why I keep telling people, there's scholarships out there, get after it. You just have to do the work, and, and, you'll, and you'll, you'll reap the rewards. That's how I was introduced to SHIP. I got through university at Cal Poly. I stayed involved with SHIP, became eventually the SHIP chapter president. And that's another thing I tell people, students, is that um, get involved with SHIP, become a president, or build your leadership skills. In Chevron, I only use maybe... 2% of my technical skills. Now it's all about leadership and, and people and, and managing budgets and managing uh, all those soft skills that, 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 that we as technical folks tend not to pay too much attention, but it's very much needed in the industry. So the, the type of leadership that's gained through those organizations and my ship pays, pays wonders and, and it helped me. It's helping me now. I think I use more of those skills that I learned as a ship president, now more than my technical skills. And it's, it's also a great way to, of, um, to open the doors for any company. And not just Chevron, but all the companies are looking for future leaders. And, and most leaders start as engineers and they work themselves up to, to leaders of the company, whichever you may choose. Developing soft skills versus technical skills. It depends on one's choice. Um, if you're super technical, there's some, a lot of value there. We need technical folks. We need that minds in the field as well. But at the end of the day, you have to look at your career, the long-term career. I think everybody is in the industry because nobody is nobody's rich. Like I'm in, still working because I got to make a living. I got a family to provide. And the best fit for me was to take the management role. Because every company is different. Like Chevron's mostly um, driven for building leaders. But you need the, the technical skills as a background because you will managing, you're going to be managing those new engineers. They're going to be managing those um, technical folks that are making um, the complicated equations. And so it, eventually there's a point where everybody has to supervise somebody. You, you have to coach the new person that comes along. Even though you're, you're a super mega technical guy, um, you still have to be able to coach those folks along. Or even if you come to a chip conference, you still have to coach those, those students. 
Another way of looking at it is if you come up and you break some equation or discover the next molecule, you have to present it. To pre- you have to present it to folks. And, and the best way to, to present it is to, to communication. And if somebody else presents it for you, then, then that's it. Somebody else presented your idea. It's best for you to speak up for yourself um, when you eventually want to become a leader, and not just in the technical field, but outside of the, uh, of the community. You, the best ways to communicate. That's why we keep saying that even you could develop your skills, awesome, but you always have to come back and, and have those um, the speaking ability to represent yourself, to speak up for yourself, and coach others and teach others. How has SHIP impact my career? Well, basically, they, they, I got hired through SHIP at one of the SHIP conferences. And I think that the how it's impacted me is that I've been able to hire other folks from through ship and just seeing those folks grow in the company. And it just becomes a family, a family. You talk about the ship familia and it, it, it really is. Yeah. You hire folks that from the ship and now that's a bond that's going to last through the, through the rest of your career. And then those folks hire other folks. And that's just the chain, the, the chain that doesn't, that hopefully doesn't stop. Um, and we can we have to continue. That, that's just rewarding, just rewarding and, and, um, and speaking at the conferences uh, and sharing your story with, with the kids. Hopefully one of them listens and that one makes it and that's enough. That's enough to bring joy to me. So that's how, that's the, the joy I get out of SHIP and sharing my story and sharing what hopefully somebody gets a benefit out there. And, and as, as long as one person benefits, I'm, I'm all happy. I'm, I'm happy. What does familia mean to me? Ship familia. Um, it's the network. Okay, network is very important in industry. Who the foundation of people you have, the support system that we build. Um, it's um, uh, something that's the heart of everything. You can't do. We can't do everything by ourselves. We need people to support, and ship is a great source of of support for any development or, or contacts or sponsors. Um, it's out there, so it's at the heart. We can't do it by ourselves, and and I think um, just like a, your normal family, sometimes you you scream at each other, but at the end of the day, you're you're still supporting each other. And and the family is family, work family is work family, um, ship family, ship family. You run into a ship person outside of here, there's a bond already. So um, I think that's just something that um, should be at the core of everybody, and everybody that comes through here should expand it. That's part of being the the family. You expand and try to make it um, as big as possible, so we have a better better impact in the community. I had the honor of being the the of this year's ship corporate achievement winner. That means a lot to me because back in 2012, 10 years ago, I I was I won the ship star of today award. So 10 years later, kind of had that already in my mind. Like you know what. I want to pursue some a bigger award later on in my career, and then it just happened this year. I have a little story on that. Um, what I tell folks too is that we have to promote ourselves. Even within Chevron, there's a strong community, but we have to promote ship within our community and our Chevron community. And uh, and the best way of doing it is I told my supervisor, "Hey, I think I'm qualified for this award," and and she's the awesome, right? But she had no idea what SHIP was. So we had to first educate our, our management about SHIP. And yeah, nominated me and got, got the award. But it's because like 
uh, my global impact at, within the maintenance organization in Chevron. We provide support for Kazakhstan, a Angola, Nigeria, Australia, a billion dollars worth of maintenance. So it's a, quite an achievement. And I think that was um, one of my purposes of, of pursuing the, the award was to bring um, not only uh, recognition for the ship awards, but also that our, our, our Hispanic community within the company is doing great things out there. But if we don't go after them, nobody's going to hear about them. So that I'm, I'm normally a, a reserved person. I don't speak out as much. I'm not as vocal, but, um, but I was uh, willing to stick my neck out there and, and, and be a public figure just to make that point. Like, Hey, we're, we're here and, and we're just as important as anybody else. We could play with anybody. We compete with anybody. And and I think we um, um, that's one of the primary reasons this award is important because it allows me to demonstrate that hey look I was able to win this national award and um, within our company there's another talent out there from Latino talent out there that that shouldn't be um, disregarded or overlooked. So when I think about giving back to our ship familia. It brings a lot of joy. I have fun doing it. I, I like coaching folks. I like teaching folks, sharing experiences, giving them like some direct feedback on what they're doing. Like when I review, I'm right now I'm reviewing resumes at the career fair. I see some great ones and I see some ones that are not so great. So the ones that are not so great, like, hey, look, this is what's a gap. You might I just tell them coaching right now. Because it might not be a fit for Chevron, but it might be a fit for another company, right? So I just give them pointers on what they're doing. Or, uh, so just take advantage of those opportunities that I have with each person <laughs> to try to make an impact on, 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 their, on their careers. I just enjoyed giving back and, and, and just coaching folks, coaching uh, and teaching and sharing my, my story. And hopefully um, it impacts one of them. There was a, um, a new manager that came in to, to Chevron. His name was Tony Marbury. He, he was, himself was new. And he pulled me aside. I think he saw some talent in me. But he pulled me aside and like, hey, um, I'm just going to tell you right now, like, I don't see you as a leader. And the reason I don't see you as a leader is, I know you know the answers, but you never speak up in the meetings. And look, and I was dressed at that point, I was dressed and dressed pretty sporty and like, hey, nobody's going to see you as a leader dressed as uh, uh, in a sweatshirt and shorts. You got to make a step change. You really want to be a leader in this company. You have to polish yourself. Your appearance is very important. The way you speak is, is very important. And and that was the first time nobody, everybody, anybody told me that. Everybody, every time I, I got feedback was, hey, you did a good job. You're doing a good job here. So I felt I am doing a good job. But it was the first time that somebody came in and told me, hey, look, to make a step change, you really have to clean up. For me, at that point, was my appearance and the way I presented myself. And once I did that, I saw a major change in how people view at me, view me. And, and, and that really opened the door for me for another opportunities. So that person, although it was very small, it was very direct feedback that really set my career going forward. So I really appreciate him for that. To the next generation of Hispanics in STEM, you will be at one point the only person of color in the room. And 
don't let that impact you. You have to just um, let your work speak for itself. Let your performance speak for itself and, and, and people will see that. Let's be nice to ourselves too. Your mind, your mind, your your mindset, um, just if you fill your mind with positive energy, that's the best way I could put it, and visualize your goals. In fact, in 2012, I visualized that I will win another award and uh, here I am. And I think if you just set your mind to it, and I know it's a cliche, you've heard it on TV and all that, but it really works. It, it, you set your goals and you visualize your goals, but the, the, the difference between just visualizing and, and, and daydreaming is act. You have to act on those. Don't leave it on paper, act, and things will result. You control your, your destiny and build your, your support, build your support of people, talked about familia, chip familia, like build support. That's the, you can't do it by yourself. You have to build a good foundation of support for career, for family, finances. You got to build your support and, and, and make sure you leverage on that because you don't know, we don't know everything. And just just tap on those folks that do know. And, and I think it'll be very beneficial on, on, on future careers. Thank you for listening to this episode of Familiar Voices on the Ship Out Loud podcast. We hope you enjoyed hearing from Carlos and Yanche about his upbringing, his career journey, and his passion for encouraging younger generations to pursue opportunities in STEM fields. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to Ship Out Loud on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to tune in next time for more inspiring stories from Hispanic leaders in STEM. Until then, you can always check us out on our website, ship.org, or any of our social media platforms. Become a SHIP member today, go to the website, click join and enter code POD22. And remember, you belong here and at every level of the STEM industry. Until next time, take care, Familia. Shabbat Loud was produced by Epics Productions, where we create podcasts with purpose. Hi, my name's Alex, and I'm the founder of Epics. I believe that the foundation of hate and discrimination in our world comes from a lack of understanding of those who are different from us. Check out my show, The Epics Podcast, where we step out of our comfort zones to hear the stories of others so that we may better understand them and be a part of making real positive change in the world. New episodes drop every Friday. Go to epicspodcast.com to go listen and subscribe, or go to epicsproductions.com to learn more about starting your own podcast. And be sure to follow all the shows in the Epics Podcast Network to hear more epic stories.